again. Praise God. Malachi 1. Hallelujah. We, uh, we want so much God's will to be done. We want you to, to have it in your hearts. I'm not interested in anybody doing anything just because I said so. That is not, I hope it's clear, that's not our will. We want you to have a, a walk with God, a love for His truth. Amen. I mentioned before we read our text, I mentioned that uh, Brother Parks is going to be with us in May, the 22nd, and then Brother Couch is going to be with us before that. I mixed them up here. Brother Couch is going to be with us in March, uh, the 6th and the 7th, and Brother Parks is going to be with us two months after that. And Brother Baker called me yesterday, and I said, uh, we chatted for a while, and I said, why don't you come on up here in April? And he said, you let me know what day would work for you. And I said, we're going to make that happen. Amen. So pray about that. Hallelujah. Malachi 1. Before we read it, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your anointing that's here. Thank you for, Lord, your presence that is here, God. And uh, thank you for what you've already done in this house, God. Thank you, Lord, for your touch and for your help today, God. And we ask you, Lord, to just minister to us through your word. God, let your anointing destroy every yoke of the enemy. And God, dig down into our hearts and our lives. Oh, hallelujah, and have your way. We love you, Lord. We praise your worthy name. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Malachi 1, verse 14. And we're going to get some of this context after y'all sit down. But it says, Malachi 1.14, But cursed be the deceiver. Who's he talking about? Which hath in his flock a male, and voweth and sacrificeth unto the Lord a corrupt thing. For I am a great king, saith the Lord of hosts, and my name is dreadful among the heathen. God bless you. You can be seated. God is talking to his children in Malachi, and he is being very, very blunt. And I love that about God. I speaking a little bit to some folks here earlier today and talking about a little bit about some of my upbringing. And, and um, I, I don't have a lot of sad stories to tell, but my family wasn't a very uh, maybe emotional family, if you will. They weren't they an affectionate family, rather. And I don't know that, that uh, I ever really heard my parents tell me that they loved me. They didn't hug uh, hardly ever, really, if at all, and uh, especially when I got to be a little bit older. But, um, but more than that, my family had a, a trait that not only did they not really tell you if they were proud of you or if they loved you or, or, or excited about some good things that may be happening in your life, but they also didn't really express when they were upset about things. It was kind of what you call a little passive-aggressive little attitudes that never really say, hey, here's the problem, let's work it out. 
here's uh, here, here's what's kind of holding us back. You get a lot of silent treatment or a lot of gossip. You find out later they were talking about you. And um, I know just in my own life it meant a lot to me that I could come to a God that was so reasonable and would say what he meant to me. And I, I love that so many of you talked about the truth. And I, I love that about the truth. I, I know that from what I see in the Word of God from the very beginning all the way to the end, that God is a God of love. He's a good Father. And He desires so much for you and I to, to live with Him throughout eternity that He would come and enrobe Himself in flesh and pay the price of my sin and your sin on the cross. That kind of love, that, the depth of that kind of mercy. I shared with somebody at the Margaret Mal home yesterday that Jesus, and we say it here so often, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, He endured the suffering of the cross for the joy that was set before Him. Those nails in His hands and His feet, those thorns in His brow, the hatred, the mocking, the, 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 the beating and the whipping and the spit on his face. He had a goal in mind that you and I would be in heaven with him. That caused him to endure that shame and that suffering. So when God corrects me, and he'll chasten who he loves... I don't have this idea that, like, oh, you know what, you don't love me. I thank God I don't have to be that kind of spoiled brat. Shared a little bit with Brother Baker this week and told you I'd talk to him. And, and, and I said, man, people come to come to church, they're just so used to, he, he used the word being petted. Just the, the just constantly, I need validated, I need affirmed, I need... Hey, I want to tell you after a while, you need to be able to grow up and be able to be instructed and corrected in God. Amen. He said, I love you. If I don't correct you, I suppose I, you're not my child. But I love who I love, I chase it. And it's going to bring forth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Hallelujah. So when God lays something, I'm so thankful for truth. I don't, I doesn't bother, oh, I, I love when he just gets right down into where I'm living. And, and and because I know, he's saying, I want to get this out of the way so I can just let you love, let you see how much more I love you. I'm trying to clear away some things that are holding you back. I love that. I love being able to, if there's something going on in my walk and, you know, sometimes I told you about my feelings I don't put a lot of confidence in them, but sometimes if I'm not feeling like I need, feel like I want to feel, I'll say, God, is there something I've been doing? Is there something you, you trying to get my attention? Because I, I think God likes to get things out of the way as quick as possible. God loves you. He, he loves spending time with you. He, he, he loves blessing you. But He will help you. If you'll let him get your attention, he'll get the things out of your life that, that separate you from him. Amen. When we read Malachi, God's talking to his children and he's telling them, 
He's not letting them drift too far without saying, hey, come on, get back here. Come on, let's get some things right. And uh, he doesn't mince words. He just tells it like it is. And he says, curse be the deceiver. But who's the deceiver in this? What's he talking about? He, he's, Malachi is full of this kind of language. And, and sometimes uh, he'll say, well, pastor, you really kind of just lay it out there. Uh, I'll tell you, read your Bible. <laughs> when you read what some of these prophets and preachers are saying, praise God, just say, well, you, you kind of go easy on us sometimes, don't you? Hallelujah. The deceiver, he said, is the one that has a, a sacrifice there, has something that he can give that is his very best. And everybody, you know, when you bring your sacrifice to God, it is assumed that it is your best. Amen. Because God's worthy of your best. Why would you ever give Him less than your best? God prescribed you don't just take some some uh, lamb or some sacrificial animal that the wolf already tore up or is sick and got sores and eyes are all swelled shut. Oh, we don't have to try to describe it anymore. And you say, you know what, that thing, I don't want that to spread. Let's get rid of this thing. Well, let's take it to church and give it to God. And he said, you're deceiving. You're putting out there like you're giving me your best, but you know you got better. You know you're holding back on God. You're giving what is convenient for you and not what God is truly worthy of. You're still worshiping. Amen. He didn't say you're just staying away and you're not giving God anything, but you're acting like you're giving. That's why it was so horrible when they came there in the book of Acts and they said, hey, did you give it all? Is this everything? Is this what you vowed? Is this what you said you're going to give? Oh, yeah. This is everything that, that God blessed us with, and this is what we said we're going to give. He said, you lied to the Holy Ghost. This is just a fulfillment of what Malachi said. God deserves our passion. God doesn't deserve us. Hey, if, if you only have a little to give, you give that to God. We're not comparing with the amount of maybe energy you have to anybody else, but when you've got more in the tank, hello? When you are giving God, you've got your mind on other things. You give all your best, to all your hobbies, and all you give your job. So, but you give God the leftovers. God help us. Look what he says back up in verse 6. This is pretty plain. He said, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. He's talking about honor. Not a lot of honor in the world today, I know. There's not a lot of good examples of honor. And sadly, the entertainment that is seems to be continuously in front of many people just tears down honor. Amen. The family just so so attacked in this day. But but God says a son ought to know how to honor his father, serve in his master. He said, if I be a father, where's my honor? If you call me your father, where's my honor? If I'm your master, where's my fear? 
saith the Lord of hosts, O priest that despised my name. And ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? He said, You offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And you say, Wherein have we polluted thee? See, he's kind of just saying, I know what you're going to say. Be careful when you do that. It's better just kind of listen. Sometimes I think I know what somebody's going to say already. I don't. You don't either. But God knows. And he said, you've despised my name. We don't think we've despised your name. Well, you gave me polluted bread. Where did we pollute it? Where did we pollute your altar? In that you say the table, the Lord is contemptible. If you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? If you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now to thy governor. He's kind of just making it practical. See, we give to God and we just think, oh God, you know what? You, you ought to just be glad I gave you anything. And he said, would you set that in front of a guest of honor? Would you give that to somebody you were trying to do something special for? Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? So often, you know, the Bible says a lot about love. And, and, you know, there's a lot of preachers I've heard, oh, man, they're just always preaching about love. And and they just kind of gave up on a lot of things. And all they talk about is love. Let me tell you something. If you preach love like the Bible teaches love, love's not easy. Amen. If you understand the Bible principle, what it means to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, that's not just a feeling. What it is, is a selfless submission to Him. A selfless submission, a selfless serving Him. But what we see in this world today of so many people so quick to say, oh, I love Jesus. I just love him so much. But what they do, what they have really, is a fond appreciation of being loved. But when you look at the quality of their love, say, do you love him with all? Oh, I love him with all my heart. But when you look at the, the fruit of that expression of love, Their idea of serving God is, what do I like? What do I think? What do I feel? Look what it says in the book of James. We're getting somewhere here. James 4. How many love the book of James? Amen. So much wisdom, so much practical teaching. James 4, verse 6 says, but God... He giveth more grace. James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The idea of loving God with all. Amen? That means that I'm going to look at what I love and what I feel and what I want and I'm going to stop. And I wonder here today, I want to ask 
you in this house today. How often does it ever cross your mind? What does God want? What does God feel? What does God think? Brother was testifying about some of the mess that's going on in so many denominations and just just so so ungodly. So contrary to the word of God. We're going to vote on it. If you don't like the way we vote, well, we'll just break off and start our own church. And what's that have to do with the Word of God? What does that have anything to do? But the thing is, I want to ask us today. Do we stop and say, what does God think about it? We go through our day and say, well, you know what I feel? What's God feel? See, I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Sometimes my feelings just... They just can be all over the map sometimes. Did you ever just get up and say, I, I just don't feel, I don't know how I feel. I don't feel right. Why not? I don't know. Everything's going good, but I don't, I don't know how much I feel it. It happens. But that doesn't have to direct my day. I don't have to just, oh, well, if I don't feel good, I must not be good. Right? But if I don't feel good, well, I think maybe I'm probably not. There's something's wrong. What's wrong? I don't know, but something's definitely wrong. And and why? Amen. Sister said, this is the day the Lord's made. Amen. I will rejoice. That's that's an act of your will. That is a choice you make. And you, you stop and say, you know what I think? Well, what's God think? You know how I feel? Wait a minute. How's God feel about that? Well, I'm in a tight spot. I'm in a tricky situation. uh, And and I'm not sure if if I which way I need to go, what I need to choose. How's God feel about it? See, I think a lot of people don't realize how awesome God is that He's not just some kind of impersonal force. You know, you can break his heart. Amen. You ought to think about that. God Almighty. You know, that's... You read that in Malachi. Think about how you'd feel. If your son, your daughter, you gave everything, brought something... Mangled up and sick. Gave his worst and said, hey, this is something to honor you with. This, this, is, this, is this what you think of me? Is, how, how do you think? Hallelujah. Sometimes, I, you've heard me say this before, some of you. This little congregation here and this whole world. I think sometimes as we're worshiping God. and I think God, you're... This whole creation is yours. You made the heaven and the earth. And everybody breathing. You created them and you love them. And you see every bit of their sin right now. You hear them cursing your name. You hear them calling out the name of Jesus and blaspheming that continuously. Cursing you. Every backslider, 
everybody that's just walked over your blood. Lord, let this be a little place where just some sweet-smelling savor of sincere worship can go up to you. All the filth you got to listen to, all the... All this holy God has got to experience all the the abominations of uh, of people turning their back on Him and hating Him and blaming Him. Can't this just be one place where you say there's real worship? You you look at some of this false gospel. These these people just 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 losing their minds and still calling it a church. And you say, oh, what's wrong with them? How do you think Jesus feels about it? That bled and died that we can have truth living in us. How dare we come with a half a heart? How does God feel when He says, you know, you know what I've done for you. You know my delivering power. You know my, my, my joy and my peace. Why give anything but your best? You think God doesn't care? You think God doesn't have any? You live your life so caught up in, in, in what you feel and when your heart is broken and when you're hurting. But have you ever considered God's broken heart? When you go through your day and, and it's just so easy to just, just say anything and lose your temper and, and fly off the handle or just walk away and say, well, you know, I just made a mistake. Where's God in all of that? Where's a walk with God that says, hey, hey, I care about what he sees. I care about what he feels. Amen. You know how many times I've talked to people already? Kind of similar what Brother Mike was saying about, you know, just let's stop this right now and say, what's God think about that? And you know what a lot of people that consider themselves Christians for many years, their response is more than anything else. How would I know? How would I know what God thinks? Sometimes they'll add, oh, so I guess you know what God thinks. Well, I've actually have a very long book about what God thinks. And I've spent a lot of time because I want to know what God thinks in that book. Amen. Praise God. Man that works with Brother Chris was I was talking and on speakerphone and they were talking about this man started seeing some prayers answered, seeing some, some fruit in Brother Chris's life, started looking in his Bible, started listening to the Word of God, started asking some questions about it, digging in there. And we started talking on the phone about how important the Word of God is. And he said, it seems like everybody loves Jesus. Nobody loves the Bible. And he kind of, we all kind of chuckled at it. I said, I think I might, might get a t-shirt with that on it or something. Because we can't just say, hey, I love him so much. Do you care about how he feels? Because if you don't, don't say you love him. If I told you over and over again, oh, I just love this lady on this front bench. My wife is just such a one. I love her. I love her. I love her. And did you know, don't you see, She's her heart is broken. She's hurting. Oh, I love her. She's so awesome. I love her. You say, you hypocrite. You hypocrite. She's over there hurting and all you, you, you love people think you love her. 
Amen. Are you hearing me? How often do you think about what God feels when you're living that way? When you get caught up in these conversations and you're just like anybody else in the world. When you get caught up in all kind of things and God's standing there saying, is this the one that I put there so that they can shine their light? Is this the one that I've saved and has the Holy Ghost? God help us. So often we want to talk about, sing about loving God. But if you don't care how he felt, feels today, if you, it never even crosses your mind when you're praying, it's all about me, my feelings, even your praise. I hope I feel real good when I get into praise. How's God feel? You ever just think about that? God, I, I don't know what kind of day you're having, but I want to tell you I love you. Amen. I can't imagine all your holy eyes are seeing today, but I want you to know I'm, I'm so in love with you today. And I want to give you glory for just let me live one more day. When he's given his blood and he hears complaining and complaining and complaining, how does he feel? When he's done so much for us that you're going to heaven one day. And we say, oh, it's not enough, God. Why aren't you doing this for me? And why don't you do that for me? How does he feel? God, you need to make me feel a certain way. God help us. That kind of manipulation doesn't feel real good. Say, God, you make me feel good. Then I'll do what you say. When you're done... When you do what I want. The cross wasn't enough? The cross wasn't enough of an I love you? An open invitation paid for by His blood, not you and your works, not you and your righteousness, isn't enough to forever say I love you? God help us. People are lovers of their own selves. Every... Day. I see it more and more and more. I see this religious attitude. I see, in, in, I said it here recently again, the, the preaching that I hear sometimes, the, 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 the songs that I hear many times, it's all lovers of our own selves. God, here's what I'm going to do. This is what I like. This is what I want. And it's not a submission of saying, God, I'm glad to do it for you. <laughs> Brother Brian was telling me before service about a restaurant he's going to be going to. And I said, yeah, my wife likes that restaurant. God bless her. And I told her about the last time I went to that restaurant. Because I took my wife. And it wasn't what I thought that mattered. Amen. Now... I thank God for, you know, that two-way street. But with God, He shows His love. He, he shows that He cares about what you think and what I think so often. He, how many times is He just, just, you're going through some things, He just gives you a big hug. Praise God. We ought to think about it. God, we ought to think about, what do you think about it? What do you think about this? What do you think about this decision? I, I, in leading a service, 
in leading worship, if you will, and leading uh, every moment of it is God. Uh, we're 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 praying, and we're but but what do you think about it? Amen. Uh, there's songs being sung, but what do you think about it? Hallelujah. Uh, people uh, seem like they're getting blessed. Are you being blessed? Amen. Did you ever think about it? Uh, God, are you blessed? Because I, I'll tell you, when I read this Bible, I know people, people in prisons... People in dungeons. People in captivity. Amen. Loving God. Loving God. Saying, God, you don't have to do give me an easy way. I've got eternity to have an easy way. This life here is, Lord, you've saved me. Help me bless you and help me, help me please you. You know you were created for your pleasure. Were you created for your pleasure? Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, the Bible says. We are created for His pleasure. Do we ever think about what pleases Him? Do we ever think, God, now that I'm giving you glory, is it? am I giving you my best? Hallelujah. Why preachers just ought to be happy I'm in church. Ought to be happy I am. No, I tell you, God's looking for somebody to love Him. God's looking. He's got to live for with you for eternity. Amen. He's not looking for a complaining bride. He's not looking for every nothing gets quite right bride. He's looking for somebody who's just white hot in love with him. Amen. He's looking for somebody that's saying, "Oh God, you've been so good to me." Amen. Whew. Galatians, Galatians in closing in Galatians 6. God help us. We can sometimes say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks. Do you care what God thinks? Praise the Lord. I, I know a lot of people say, I don't care. I don't care at all what anybody thinks. I'd say, if you, if you really care what God thinks, that'll take care of it. God cares about your testimony. But if you start thinking about what God feels, Galatians 6, verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He that soweth to his flesh shall reap, shall of the flesh reap corruption. What's that mean, sowing to the flesh? That means what I think, what I feel, what I want. Amen? It's not necessarily just everything you think is sin. You know, there's some things in this word that I'm going to tell you right now. You can tell me all day long. I just don't see anything wrong with it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where God asked for our opinion about it. Some things you just say. Well, I want to know why. There's just sometimes. You know, sometimes you read in the Bible and God says, "This is the way it is." I am the Lord. It's kind of like Dad saying, "Because I said so." End of story. Why is that so hard for people? I'll tell you why. You're more worried about what you think than what God thinks. 
you're a lover of yourself more than a lover of God. Oh, I love God. But I think, yeah, submit unto God. That's when the devil flees. You sow to your flesh. You're looking at all the flesh is my will, what I want. Submitting to God when it suits you isn't submitting. Hallelujah. This went a lot harder than I expected tonight. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. He that soweth to his flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. You're going to reap it. But he that soweth to the Spirit, when you start saying, not my will, but thine be done. Not what I think, but what you think, God. Not what I feel, but what you feel. Oh, if we could only get a hold of that where we care how God feels today. Praise God. If you sow to the Spirit, you shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As if, and as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Walking in the Spirit, walking with God, means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be more concerned about what He thinks. More concerned about how He feels. Praise God. I'll be all, you know what? It's, it's like a, a loving relationship that you can say, it's okay. If that's how you feel, that's more important. I'm telling you, people in church say they know God, say they got the Holy Ghost, they fight that. Oh, I don't feel it. I'm not going to submit. I'm not, I don't think it. I'm not going to. Well, you just stop and say, what's God think? I'll tell you. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say this. And there's some things in the Word of God. You say, I don't don't fully understand why it's there. He's God. Not only am I going to fulfill it, I'm going to put my heart into it. And I'm going to do it with all my heart. And I'm going to get as close to doing it. So, Because I want to tell you something. At the end of the day, when I stand before God, He's not going to say, Did you think it was all that? I just don't think I'm going to try to find out what you think, God. How did you feel about it? No, I just felt like I, it was in the Word. I'm going to follow you and live for you and love you. That just makes sense to me. It just makes sense. If He's God and He's done so much for me, I, I'm just not going to wrestle with Him about it. I'm going to put my heart into it. And if I have better to give him and I don't give it to him, God help me. God help me. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I appreciate my church family love and truth. Hallelujah. I surrender all. That's what that old hymn says. I surrender all. Hallelujah. You know what it's like when people say they're your friend. They say they love you. What about God? Do you love being loved by God? I know I do. I love being loved by God. I love that He loves me. I, I, it's a love that passes knowledge. It's a love that just, it just can't wrap my brain around how much He loves me. But what about my love to Him? We preached about it here a while back. It just come to my mind just now. What is man that thou art mindful of Him? 
But I need to be mindful of Him. I need to be mindful of what's He thinking. Things I'm saying about Him. He's there in the room with you. He's on the phone with you. He's right there at your job. He's right there when nobody else is there. What's He think? How's He feel? He's not unreasonable. He's a reasonable God. You know in Isaiah, He said, Come, let us reason together. I'm not talking about an idea that you can't ever just please this holy God. Oh, no. I'm talking when you love Him with all your heart and you're concerned about how He feels. You're concerned about how what He thinks. More than anything else, that's love. That's loving God. Not just saying, I love you. Not just saying, I love Him more with all my heart. But I'm concerned with how He feels today. Oh, hallelujah. You're His son. You're His daughter. He's shown you how much He cares about you. He's shown you how much He loves you. Do you honor Him? Do you honor Him?
our hearts, God, and show us what's really on the throne. situation. Sometimes he puts you in, in a place where you have to say, God, I want your will. This is where you want me to shine, Lord, help me shine. disappoint him. He puts us right where he wants us sometimes and has a plan and a purpose and sometimes we miss it. He's counting on you to shine your light. He's counting on you. Help us God. Help us God. Help us God. of our infirmities. Our battles, our weakness touches His heart. But how often is our heart touched? By God's feelings. God, help us to be aware. Help us to consider Your feelings. Hallelujah. to you, to submit to you in love, in love. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. We're living in a day when every bit of obedience, every bit of submission is called legalism. But oh, I'm so thankful that I trust God's word. I'm able to say, God, I you're God in my life and your tr- I want I want to surrender to what you think I want to surrender to what you feel I love you Jesus can we just reach out to him one more time lift your hands before him God we love you I surrender all to you God I surrender all thank you for your presence here tonight help us to live it help us to search our hearts or search our lives God and Lord, to be doers of your word. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, for my church family. Lord, I love you. I love you. Bless each one, Lord. Bless each one, God. We'll give you all the glory, all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray.